0: Hello and welcome to Shit Really Happened, the true crime podcast where we deep dive into the most disturbing, depraved, and downright gruesome true crimes in history. My name is M, And I'm Autumn. And we are your hosts. And if I'm laughing, it's because my cat is on the ground and she is being really strange right now. Are you on drugs? She's got just... Look, <laughs> she's she just got, did like, the mouth thing again. She's, like, she's got the weirdest energy. She's a black cat, and she literally just like has a single brain cell <laughs> she's like I think she has half a brain cell. she has one brain cell and it only works about fifty percent of the time. She's so strange she's like, oh, she's so funny she's got a." <laughs> She, she doesn't know how to accept affection. So every time you try to pet her, she just like opens. Look at her little fang sticking out my little like. What is that? I was trying to pet you. She said no. She is so strange. She has a reset or not a recessed or retained baby tooth. So she has dual canine teeth on one side of her mouth. She doesn't know how to properly eat things off the floor. So it takes like six tries just to eat a treat. Um, she is just a hot mess. A hot mess. She is such a little weirdo an absolute terror, and she beats the shit out of Carter all the time. A menace. (laughs) She is a menace. She said, look at my teeth. Oh, and then she just (laughs) snips your finger. So that is Birdie. She's a little fucking weirdo, and I love her more than life itself. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Literally, what is an opening to this podcast if we don't spend it? being distracted by one of the cats i don't even know where we're rambling is, so we, about literally anything other than the podcast i know right <laughs> people are gonna get annoyed at a certain point They're like, can y'all just shut the fuck up and get into the game like i listened to this for for the
1: murder not for you guys to ramble about hey, bullshit.
0: well if you don't want to hear us ramble y'all should know by now that this is what we do so just skip ahead like five minutes and i was I'm just sure to, i was just about to say that skip yeah. the first like five minutes And then you'll be golden. Spotify has a little fifteen and Apple Podcasts a little fifteen second skip, so just tap that a couple times if you don't want to sit here and listen to this. You don't have to I thought like I feel like we're all friends here, just like shooting the shit and Mm -hmm. talking, but maybe some people are like I literally don't care about your life or what's going on or your friendships. Just get into the fucking story. <laughs> I literally don't
1: care about you. Like I don't give shut a up. single
0: fuck what you have to say. Just get into the just, story, bitch. Just shut up and tell me the murder. Like, <laughs> I'm not a human. I'm just somebody here to parrot a really <laughs> heinous true crime story to entertain the fucking masses. They don't give a shit about it. I, I always like somebody followed the Instagram today, and then they also followed like my personal Instagram. Because I have both you and I tagged, I wonder if they followed you. Have you been on Instagram lately? No. I think it'd be so funny if they follow me but not you. I'd be like, I'd pee myself. <laughs> I wonder that'd be really funny. But like, shout out to that person who followed the podcast Instagram and followed my personal Instagram. I was like, oh hey, well that's kind of nice. <laughs> that's kind of nice. Like somebody cares about me as a person and not just what I have to offer them as a podcast host. <laughs> oh shit, my phone. Turned Bird, off. if you
1: come for my toes, we're gonna fight.
0: Oh, well, now she's on a chair and she's sitting like a person and she's about to get on the table because don't, she Don't... Not the can... That's fire. Uh, she doesn't care. Let her learn the hard way. If she burns her whiskers off, she did it to herself. That's how... That's my problem. She looked at <laughs> it and was
2: like, mm, maybe not. Yeah, she's
0: like, you know what? That's kind of hot. It's a little warm. I don't think I'm going to stick my face in there. <laughs> one of... The, I like... One of these days, I know one of the cats is just going to fucking set themselves on fire with one of these candles. Oh, it's God. honestly probably going to be Ralph or Carter because they walk on the tables all it's the time. It's probably going to be Carter. Honestly, probably. <laughs> he is also a cat that works off like half a brain cell. He might
1: have a quarter of a brain cell.
0: I always, I always tell, because he's got like this big old head. I always go, big head, little brain. Uh, little big head, little brain.
1: Uh, no neck.
0: <laughs> Literally, he's just like head and shoulders shoulders. <laughs> his stomach. Oh my god, Yeah, he's so big. And like his, you know, his legs are so skinny and his tail so skinny. So, I, would, I say he looks like a loaf of rye bread on four mm-hmm. toothpicks. <laughs>
1: like, oh, poor Carter.
0: <laughs> and his little stubby legs. Like, Lucas and I are always, like, just making fun of his little legs. I'm like, if he could understand us, he would have such a complex... <laughs> But, He'd probably hate you both. <laughs> I know, but like you guys talk so much shit. I know. Fuck you guys. Thankfully, he can't understand a word we're saying, and you say it in a little baby pet voice. He's like, "Oh yeah, you talking about me? I love you." <laughs> and me are like, "You're so dumb. you know so what's going on so all. You're so chunky." <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we, we? say most of we go. Oh, he's just a guy. Oh. He doesn't know anything. He's just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, fuck. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) Anyway, let's uh, let's segue to talking about the case that we're going to get into today. I was kind of like thinking about like I was looking at my list of cases that I have just to do and I feel like I just now have to continuously one up myself every time I find a case to cover because like last week was rough the week before that was rough and i'm like mm-hmm. all right those were bad but they were survival stories how can i find something that's worse <laughs> so basically we need to start chopping heads <laughs> <laughs> i know like we need actual decapitation no survivors <laughs> absolutely no chance of survival <laughs> this one like it's just it's really like content wise it's the story of a single person again but like what happens to her is just absolutely horrific and it's the other thing too about this one is it's really sad
2: Hmm.
0: and it's like when I was researching it like because I've said this before like I'm relatively desensitized to a Mm -hmm. lot of things like a lot of stuff I can just like do this, like, talk about it and have no problem. I research it, and I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And I add it to my notes, and yeah. I think about, like, what I'm going to say about it later. But, like, this one, genuinely, I had to, like, take a break, because I'm like, I can't keep fucking reading about this. Like, it's depressing the fuck out of me. Aww. So, that's just um, a little insight as to what we've got going
2: on.
0: fucking um, worth Oh, my God. That's rough. Hydrocoilid band-aids, where you at? I'm literally, I wore one my entire shift today. Really? Oh, man. If anybody listening has ever had one of those pimples, it's just under your skin and literally looks like a fucking volcanic eruption. And hurts like a fucking bitch. Yes, and they're so sore. Like, y'all gotta get on the hydrocoilid band-aid game because it really sucks the shit right out of those bad boys. It might take a few days. But it's better than popping it and putting a... Scar on your face after. Well, I put the
1: band aid on there and pop it anyway.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I do the proper care, but I say fuck it and I pop it anyway. <laughs> I did use q tips though. Oh, yes. well, <laughs> I have like some of those tools, like the extraction tools mm-hmm. that I'll use. I used to have one and I'm so mad I, I freaking lost it. I have no idea where it is. It actually had like a pokey end. So if mm-hmm. you had There's enough, you ones. could poke it and then That's pop what it. Mean. Um Back in the day, I usually. I used to take, like, a fucking X-Acto knife and literally, like, slice them. and.
1: That's pop. literally what I want to do right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit. That's what they do in, like, those, like, crazy, like, extraction videos that you see on, like, Facebook mm-hmm. and stuff. They have, like, a tiny little blade and they just, like, go poke and then they go pop. And then they pop literally out. what I want to do. Right. Um, honestly, maybe you gotta run to the craft store and you gotta buy yourself an exacto knife. I'd probably get this close and be like, I'm scared. Or maybe like, I can't do it, I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> what if it hurts? <laughs> what if I cut myself what if
1: I'm doing it? Ah, what if I leave a scar? <laughs> what if I leave a scar? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
0: We are way so, off topic. I know. High quality band-aids it is for that bad boy. Um but yeah, I mentioned this before we started recording, but for this case we are going to Japan. And we're going to Japan in the, like, mid-late 80s. Um, Trigger warnings? Yeah. 19, I just want to see, yeah, 1988 is when this case takes place. Okay. Um, We will go through trigger warnings. There's a lot of them for this one. Um, Trigger warnings for kidnapping, torture, rape, sodomy, mutilation, and, of course, murder. Murder. So that's what we talk about here. Talk about murder. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Save for those last two episodes where it was almost murder.
1: (laughs) It was the attempted murder charge a
0: Fucking attempted murder charge man. But today we're going uh we're going back to our roots and this is a very rough story of a person who does not survive what is put upon them. Um so this is a story of Junko Furuta. This again happens in nineteen eighty-eight in Tokyo. Um so, as I always do, I'm just going to start with, like, a short bio of Junko and who she was. So, she was born January 17th, 1971, um, in Misato, Saitama Prefecture, which is, like... She was only 17. Yeah, she was only... Well, she was born on the 17th, but she is 17 when this happens. Yeah, so... um, So, as a teenager, she attended the Yoshio Minami High School, and she worked part-time at a plastic molding factory... She started that job in October of 1988, so when she was, like, 17, she got that job. She was working because she was trying to save up for a graduation trip that she was going to have after high school. Like, in Japan, it's a thing often for recently graduated seniors to, like, go on a big graduation trip before they either, like, go off to university and, they like, enter the workforce. So it's, like, a big deal. And she didn't come from a very well-off family or anything like that. So she was working for the purpose of saving money to be able to go on this trip after she graduated. And she was obviously set to graduate like that year. Mm -hmm. Um, She had also accepted a job at an electronics retailer. And that's where she was going to work after graduation, after she came back from her graduation trip. So she had a lot of things like lined up for herself. She had a good job. She was saving money. She knew what she was going to do after she graduated um she was also super well liked in high school like she was a very typical like straight a student like her grades were fantastic she was rarely ever absent from school and she was actually like pretty popular in school as well um and like a lot of her former classmates they recall that she had a really kind personality she was just (laughs) one of those people that was nice to everybody like Mm -hmm. a nice person to be around and they all said that she was like you know, alongside her nice personality, she was also, like, super pretty. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah. She had beautiful personality and beautiful features. So, she was kind of, like, the, you know, all-around, like, well-rounded, mm-hmm. good person. Um, She had dreams, too. Like, her ultimate, like, dream of what she would have loved to do with her life um, was to become, like, a famous idol. Which is, like, what BTS are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, so, that was, like, her ultimate dream. She's like, I want to be an idol. I want to be famous. So... You know, in the meantime, as she worked to get towards that, <laughs> she was going to be working and doing other things, and you know, graduating high school. Like that was her ultimate dream. Um. So now we're going to shift and talk about some real shitty fucking people. Great, A.K.A. Her murderer, um, the murderers plural. <laughs> um. So there's four, always more than one. There's always going to be more than one. Um. So this crime was perpetrated perpetrated per, 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 is that's not the right verb for this I was <laughs> well our, our, Where are we uh, going here right? i don't know i don't know um our perpetrators let's just say there them, we go <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I just had a fucking I'm part oh, <laughs> stroked out for a second <laughs> i just had a moment i was trying to think of the word that i wanted to say like the verb that i needed and it was it was just not the word that was the coming out of perp. my mouth. The fucking perps. got you. Perps. <laughs> you got <laughs> it right on the first try. Was it? Yeah, Perpetrated like, See, it? I just I doubted myself. Well, Lucas says I got it right, so that's all we're fucking going with. <laughs> Guest, appearance, uh, <laughs> Guest appearance, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Guest appearance of Lucas didn't tell me I was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, anyways, the perpetrators of this crime. There were four teenage boys. Um, the eldest was eighteen. His name was um Miyano Hiroshi. Um, it was um Joe Ogura who was 17, um, uh, Minato Shinji who was 16, and Watanabe Yasushi who was 17.
1: So, a bunch of stupid fucks,
0: yeah, a bunch of teenage little fucking assholes.
1: Um, this is why I
0: hate teenage boys. So, they would often hang out on um, in Minato's house, so he had like a two story house. Um, and like they his would often house? yeah, it was his parents' house. Um they would hang out on the second floor and the parents would stay on the first floor where like the main living area was, obviously, and then him and his shithead friends would all be hanging out <laughs> on the upper floor. Um they were actually something that was called um I think this is pronounced Chimpira. So what that was is actually low-ranking members of the Japanese um yakuza, which is like the Japanese version of the mob, basically. Oh, great. Um, okay. So they had a, like before any of this happened, they had already an extended history of committing a whole bunch of different various crimes. Um, so this could be anything from like just stealing purses from people on the street, um, like extortion, blackmailing, um, and one of the things that was included in this extended rep sheet was um, gang rape. They would they would do that a lot. Okay, all so,
2: right,
0: <laughs> um, and. Uh, Hiroshi Miyano, he was basically, like, the leader of this group. Like, they used the one dude's house as a hangout, but, like, Miyano was actually, like, the ringleader of of this group of teenage boys. Um, He had, like, his own history of just being a fucking shithead since, like, literally elementary school. Like, this, he was (laughs) a piece of trash from, like, birth. Literally from birth. Like, he was already fucking up in elementary school. He actually came out the one with a knife. Like, he came, he came up the moon and he had the fucking clock. <laughs> keep
1: fucking His mom was probably like,
0: what the fuck? Like, what did I just give birth to? And he's like, got a fucking See baby is why
1: you can't illegalize
0: abortion. <laughs> His mom should have fucking swallowed. You never... <laughs> we need to legalize, um... Uh, what's the word? The, uh... Oh my god, remember the book series I was telling you about? No. It was, I was definitely telling you about it. It was where they legalized, um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you could re- retroactively abort your child. Yeah, like Before they turned 18. Yeah. Yeah, we need that in this yes. case. Yes, That <laughs> we, one right there. All of them. They're all horrible. He was the worst, but they're all terrible. He needed to be retroactively aborted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep let's tear you limb from limb before you get to do it literally and like Normally, don't yeah. reuse
0: his parts just fucking throw him in the trash we don't need his brain
1: or his heart anywhere else no no just not that throw you can reuse a brain but in that book I'm sure you could
0: you could yeah but the like crazy thing in that book is like if you had like a portion of somebody's brain like you could feel aspects of like their memories and their personality and like languages they spoke instruments <laughs> they could play absolutely the fuck not so, cause that yeah. person probably would've got the shit part yeah, and I was, like, all of his fucking brain was probably the shit part. Probably. There was this one uh, character in the book who he had, like, um, he had half of his brain transplanted from somebody, and the half of the brain that he got was from um, a teenager who was, like, a kleptomaniac, mm-hmm. and so the kid who got the brain, he would have uncontrollable tendencies to shoplift things. <sighs> so, like, this kid's brain that he got, or half the brain that he got was still strong enough to control... His impulses and make him steal things. Great. So if anybody were to get this motherfucker's brain, oh, <laughs> and that on. like in that alternate reality that the book is set in, um, it still wouldn't be good because they would probably be murdering someone. Literally. Uh, but anyway, so uh, mm-hmm. since elementary school, like he had a fucking just laundry list of shit, like rap sheet from the time he was like literally like eight years old. Um, so he. Had a history of, like, shoplifting. He would damage school property. Like, he just didn't give a single fuck about anyone or anything If I were him. his
1: parents, when he came from home from school, I would literally punch him in his mouth.
0: His parents were terrified of him.
1: No. I'm going to punch you in the mouth.
0: They were literally terrified. Like, that's, I'm not going to really spoil anything, but, like, we'll get into what the fuck the parents were doing when all this shit was going down. If I were his parents, I would throat punch him. <laughs> well, mate, that's what he fucking needed literally I think if somebody would have just given him a real solid punch to the fucking nuts I'd be like listen bro
1: I'm about to punch the wind out of you if you don't cut the shit, like I brought you into this world, well, I'm gonna I will take, take your you ass out. <laughs> Literally, somebody should have. That's a threat that used to get used on me, and I, it
0: worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> so, I will take you out because I believed it. I'm like, mm, well, she's kind of crazy, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck around and find out. This is the thing. So, really, maybe. She probably get away with it too, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, yo, where'd Autumn go? I don't. Know. I think her mom murdered her. <laughs> probably she fucked around. I'd be now. the first one to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, so um, in April of nineteen eighty six, um, Miano he enrolled in a private high school in Tokyo. He did end up dropping out of that school the following year, though. Um, he ended up going back to school in 1988, and he was attending the exact same school as Junko was. Um, he was had a job as, like, a tile worker. Like, he would basically go and he would, like, you know, like, lay tiles and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he was working because he was trying to, like, save up, basically, to propose to his girlfriend, which was the sister of, like, one of the other dudes that he hung out with a lot. I can't recall whose sister was. He had a girlfriend being a piece of shit? Yeah. I guess. He probably beat the fuck out of his girlfriend. No. Um, so he initially became involved with the Yakuza because he was just not satisfied with how little money he was making doing this tile working job. So he thought, I can make money by basically stealing. just, like, stealing shit from Ugh. people. Yeah. So he um, started with that, and then that went into the area of, like, moving from, like, petty theft to... um
1: Basically, murder. just into
0: into sex crimes,
1: into like, murder, into
0: sex crimes, into murder. So <laughs> him, along with this group of other three boys, like what they would oftentimes do is they would basically just like prowl around the city at night looking for women to gang rape. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's a general theme. Like, with this bro, case, you have these men gro- are fucking disgusting. Like you have a girlfriend, so well, like- she um, she broke up with him. That's good. When. When she found out that he was doing all this shit, she was like, fuck no, get away from me. So she did break up with him. Good. Um, He had a habit. Like, he was not ashamed of his, like, Yakuza connections at all. He would frequently brag about them and basically use it as a way to, like, make people afraid of him. So, like, for context, like, the Yakuza is not as pertinent in Japanese society today as it was back in the 80s. Mm. Like, if somebody said that they had Yakuza connections, like, they were a genuinely dangerous person. Mm -hmm. Like, you did not fuck with somebody who said they had Yakuza (laughs) connections, even if they were lying. Mm -hmm. Because it was, like, they were running the fucking, like, underground society. Like, Mm -hmm. and if they wanted to fucking murk you, you were (laughs) getting murked, and nobody was finding your goddamn body. Mm -hmm. And if they found your body, no one was saying shit. Because (laughs) they didn't want to get murked next. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. with him, which funnels into why his parents were so afraid of him. Mm -hmm. Because they're like he could get us literally fucking murdered and nobody would ever find our bodies. Mm-hmm. We'd be swimming with the fishes. <laughs> so, yeah, he, from the get-go, he is very, very proud of these these Yakuza connections that he had. But, like, um,
1: also running back, like, he wasn't always in that little gang. Before then, punch him in his chest, bro. <laughs> Give him right. a fucking one-two to his forehead. Fucking <laughs> roundhouse to the dome. Like, what the fuck? As parents, how do you look at your kid being a piece of shit and are just like,
2: I'm yeah, I don't scared.
1: get it either,
0: right? Yeah, because it wasn't like he had these connections. Like he again, he didn't get involved with the Yakuza until like the late '80s when he was like as 70, an eight-year-old. Years old.
1: As an eight, nip that shit right there.
0: Yeah, dude, if my kid is getting like fucking kicked out of schools because they're literally like shoplifting and fucking damaging school property,
1: guess what? I'm about to shoplift your fucking hair off your head. <laughs> <laughs> play with me if you want to because you're going to school bald next
0: fuck around and find out bitch (laughs) fuck around and find out no seriously like i just like i don't understand how your kid can be like such an like openly a piece of trash And it's fine it's fine mm. like no it's not fine because then they go and they do shit like this yeah that's why you gotta nip that shit Mm. yeah Um.
1: See this is why I can't be a parent. Because I know right? if my kid ends up being a piece of shit, I'm going be to <laughs> be pissed. I'm
0: going to be pissed. I'm going to go to jail for Beating the shit out of your kid. <laughs> I'm like, look, look, it's justified. It is justified. My kid is a fucking asshole. I am saving society from my kid fucking up and like doing some bad stuff in the that's future. That's why people who are like, kids don't know. Kids, don't. yes, they do. Yeah, they do. At that 100% age, percent they do. Oh at yeah, that age, was, absolutely. Yeah, like you, you can tell like the difference from between like right and wrong. Like mm-hmm. that's why when as a kid, if you like fucking broke something of your parents, you tried to hide that shit because you knew you were gonna get in but trouble. Also, like. like-
1: like, it's also, people are like, you're going to spank your kid for for breaking something? No, Karen. I'm not going to spank my child for breaking something. I'm going to punish my child for doing something terrible. Yeah. If it's minor, then... Yeah, I mean, like... Like, yeah. they know the difference from Right, being like, wrong.
0: I would be, like, much... If my kid was just, like, I'm sorry I broke it, I'm like, ah, fuck, that sucks, but, mm-hmm. like, thank you for telling me that you broke it.
1: But also, like, even if you broke it and hit it, like, I'm not gonna come
0: and punch you in the mouth for that. Right, I'm just gonna yeah. come and be like... <laughs> right, like, what did you do? Tell and me how you broke it, and then, you know, give them, like, an appropriate consequence. But if you're stealing shit and... Doing, doing weird like shit this? like
1: that. Damn. Oh, no, no. You are locked and in your room. You're about to get whopped. For, You're about to get locked in your fucking room.
0: <laughs> yeah, because at that point, like, it's not... Like, the kid is not just, like, a menace to your household. They're a fucking mm. menace to society. Mm. And something's got to give. Like, we're
1: going to learn today. We're going to
0: learn today. Um, that's not going to happen. Yeah, mm. but fucking unfortunately, <laughs> his parents didn't do shit about his behavior. So, this is how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, So... As I said, him and Junko were going to the same school at this point in 1988. Um, And they, prior to everything that happened, they had actually crossed paths before because he had asked her out on a date and she turned him down. And he like that infuriated him because he was like he would ask somebody out and they were just too scared of him to say no. So nobody had ever rejected him before. And so when Junko rejects him, he's like how fucking dare you reject me and so he's already got it out for her after she rejects him in this instance um so we're gonna skip ahead to the night of november 25th 1988 um so on this night miyano and minato they are wandering around uh misato with the intention pretty much of robbing and or finding like a local woman to rob and then rape so they were out there with that intention. There was nothing kosher about what they were doing. Somebody really out just the needed to hit this group of. Somebody needed to run them down with their fucking car, please. Literally, what I was about to say. So they're walking around Misato, and around eight thirty at night, they actually spot Junko riding her bike, and she was riding her bike back home because she just gotten off a shift <laughs> at her job. So they basically make this plan together that. They're going to play like pretty much like good cop, bad cop, basically. So, what Minato does is he approaches Junko on her bike and he like kicks her off of her bike. So she <laughs> falls off her bike. Um, and then Miano comes up acting like he saw it and he was just, you know, a concerned citizen checking to see if she was okay. Um, so, she go or he goes up to her and he's like, Oh my God, I saw what happened. Like, are you all right? And she's probably like, yeah, like, I'm fine, whatever. She's clearly shaken up by the fact that some fucking dude just came up and literally yeeted her off her bike. Um, And so he then asks her if she wants him to escort her back to her house. He's like, oh, like, let me just make sure you get home safely. Like, I just saw what happened. Like, I'll escort you home. Um, She's, like, not entirely comfortable with him because clearly she knows him from school and she, Mm. like, knows who he is and she knows his history. But, again, at this point, she's really shaken up. She just probably wants to get home. So, mm. um, she accepts his offer for him to walk her back to her house. Mistake number one. Now he knows where you live. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well
0: um, instead of taking her back home, he takes her to an abandoned warehouse. Ah, great. Where he proceeds to threaten her. Again, by telling her about his Yakuza connections. Um, He actually, like, rifled through her backpack that she had. And she had a journal in there. And and the journal was, like, her name and her home address. So, in addition to what he was saying about just having, like, the Yakuza connections himself, he's like, oh, now I know where you live. I'm going to, if you fight me or try to run away or try to scream, I'm going to go send the Yakuza to kill your whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, So, he takes her to this abandoned warehouse where he then proceeds to um, do as what we would assume he would mm-hmm. do, um, and he rapes her. Mm-hmm. Um, after he rapes her at the warehouse, he then forces her to come with him to a public park. So at this point, it's around 3 in the morning. So mind you, like, they initially kick her off her bike at like 8.30 at night. That's so he odd. spends a significant time amount of time with her, in this warehouse, just assaulting her over and over and over again. Mm. Um, so they got to this park around 3 a.m. And, of course, at the park are his three other fucking goons. Um, Minato, girl, and Watanabe. They're all there when he the gets there with stooges. her. The three fucking stooges. Three stooges and their shithead fucking ringleader. Um, so after they go to this park, again, they proceed to, like, remind her, like, oh, we have these Yakuza connections, don't fight us, or we'll literally murder your family. Um, and then in this park, all four of the boys then proceed to gang-rape her, and when they were done, they then force her to come along with them to that house, Minato's family home, that they all hang out with, um, In this ho- this house, <laughs> mm-hmm. this house is, uh, located in Adachi, I think it's pronounced, and this is in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So they basically, like, because mind you, this is his family home. You know, not just family home. His parents live here, too. Mm-hmm. So they basically, like, smuggle her into the house and they take her straight upstairs um, and this is where she would remain for the next 44 days. She would never, ever again see the outside of this house. Uh Um, so now we are going to get into talking about what I have in my notes, aptly titled 44 Days of Hell. Great. So, um, get ready, because this is, it's a fucking doozy. Right. Like, I was... Great. Not kidding when I said that I genuinely had to take a break (laughs) from, like, reading some of the stuff that happened to her.
1: Great. I hope you're ready. So, question. You know what always goes through my brain? What? Like, with these not... Those... Non survival stories,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how do they get all of these details? Because I'm sure um, they a lot leave- of this,
0: these four boys, as you will find out, had zero remorse about what they did to her. Oh, so when it came time, they were just they like, This is what told happened. them everything. They pretty much to the level of it was like bragging. Ugh. Um, and well, you'll also find out that, that it was not just these, like, I'll get into that, it was not just these four. That witnessed what was happening to her. So they had testimony from a lot of different sources. Mm -hmm. But pretty much all four of these boys were like, yeah, like, this is the shit we did. (sighs) And they were, like, they were not remorseful about it at all. So the majority of these details are coming straight from the source. Oh, okay. Um. So, um... They kidnap her again on November 22nd, 1980 or 25th. Sorry. November 25th, 1988. Um, her parents actually like report her missing like a day after that. She didn't come home from, mm-hmm. from work. It's like, she's got good parents Yeah, is the thing. Like she mm-hmm. wasn't wealthy or anything, but she came from a good home. She had a good family. She had good parents. Mm-hmm. So the second, um, she doesn't come home, they're getting in contact with the police and they file a missing persons report against her. Um, so, when her captors find out that the police have been contacted, they actually forced Junko to call her parents and tell her that she had run away willingly and that she was just staying with a friend. So, they did not need to go looking for her. They didn't need the police to investigate anything. Like she said, I am just staying with a friend. I'm fine. Don't worry. And this was really strange for them. Like, running away would have been super out of character for her. Mm-hmm. Um, But because she had never lied to them before, she didn't have a history of being dishonest with her parents, they, they took it at face value. Mm-hmm. She was telling them these things, like, okay, like, we trust our daughter. Like, yeah, this is weird and out of character for her, but she's never lied to us before. Why would she be lying to us now? Mm-hmm. Um, so, unfortunately, they did call off the police search for her. They believed what she had told them when she said that she was just staying with a friend. Um, Minato's parents, they were living in the house where Junko was being held hostage. Right. So, initially, in order to avoid any suspicion, like they just brought this random girl into this house that these parents had never met before. Um, so, they forced Junko basically to pretend to be Minato's girlfriend whenever his parents are around and they know she's in the house. Um, His parents did eventually realize that something was not quite right, which Mm. fucking duh. Um, But they were (laughs) so afraid of their son and his Yakuza connections that they didn't say a fucking word. (laughs) They just clammed the fuck up and they're like, we didn't see nothing. See, this is one of those times where your mind your own business game Should not be on ten thousand. No, 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 no. no. It is time to mind somebody else's goddamn business. Absolutely. Like this is where, as a parent, yes, yes, as a parent, parent your fucking child, not just parent your child. Literally, what the fuck? Like, go get the popo. Seriously, like you know beyond a doubt, you know for sure that something is happening to this poor girl in your home, and you're not going to do a fucking thing about it. And now, look, she's dead. And literally, like, and not just that, like, mm-hmm. fuck, it was literally terrible. Like, these parents are fucking, they're just as trash as Which goddamn Which is probably kid. why the child was trash. I have no idea how he was raised. Clearly something fucking went wrong or wasn't mm-hmm. wired in any of their goddamn heads right. But, like, I just, like, I get that you're afraid that your son could potentially, like, drop the fucking Japanese mob on you. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, an innocent girl.
1: Like, you haven't... What if this was your daughter? Yeah,
0: literally, like, that's... I could not imagine, like, if I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, like, not just that it was happening, but that it was happening in your fucking house. Literally, right in front of you. Literally a floor above you. You have seen this girl. You have spoken to her. Like, she's not a stranger anymore to you. Mm -hmm. And yet, you don't say shit because you're afraid that your son is fucking mob connections. And you're afraid of what what the repercussions are going to be of it. Like, big fucking whoop. Like, you guys... <sighs> shitty fucking people. Literally, the whole... Album. So, they didn't intervene, because not only were they afraid of their own son, they were also afraid of Miano because he, you know, was obviously very honest and clear with the with the opposite connections that he had, and Minato, their son, was becoming, like, increasingly and openly violent towards his parents. So... They're fucking cowards. They're like, oh, you didn't see anything. Um, so for those 44 days that Junko was held captive in their house, they just lived in like willful ignorance to all the shit that was going on and what she was being subjected to while she was under their roof. Um, so on the night of November 28th, Miyano had invited two other boys over to the Minato's house. These boys' names were um, Tetsuo Nakumara and Koichi Ihara, they, when they came over, they went to the upstairs where um, Minato's room was located, and this was where they were keeping Junko. And they would later testify that she was basically just kind of, like, sitting on the ground in this bedroom. And she was dressed in just a long sleeve t-shirt and, like, a skirt that Miano had actually stolen from a clothing store a few days prior. So they, like, had well, something course. to dress her in. Um, they were drinking cough medicine, Mm -hmm. and they were, like, pretending that it was, like, some sort of harder drug. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were, like, acting, like, really crazy, like, oh, we're high off drugs, and, like, Junko was just absolutely terrified by this. Like, keep in mind, this poor girl has already been gang raped, and Mm -hmm. who knows what at this point. Um, so she does try to run away. She's like, what the fuck, I gotta get out of here. Like, she like i can't stay here mm-hmm. and when she tries to run away Miano like reaches out he grabs her like he basically like, trips her knocks her down um and then ihara one of the other boys he gets on top of her and he like puts a pillow over her face because she's making noise. She's screaming. Yeah. And so she's literally holding a pillow over her Not face. Not that it fucking matters because the parents don't give a fuck. Yup. And I'm about to say that Minato's parents, they came to check on. Like, they're like, what is going on? Like, is somebody screaming? What's what's happening? And Minato just sends them all He's like, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. And instead of questioning further, they just fucking, they go back downstairs. They're like, oh, I guess it's nothing. Yeah. Um. So Minato, Miyano, Nakumara, and Ihara, they all then proceed to again gang rape Juko after this. Um, and they said that like during everything when this was happening, she was literally just like laying in a basic like catatonic state. She was just blankly staring up at the ceiling, not making a sound, just like mm. resigned to what was happening to her. Mm-hmm. Um and so this was just like one instance of some of their absolutely horrific shit that she was subjected to over these 44 days that she was held captive. Um, It was regular for all four of those original captors to just repeatedly just beat, rape, and torture her in different ways. Um, And it wasn't enough for them them just to be the ones gang-raping her. Like, as you saw, like, very early on in her captivity, they invited just two random guys over to, like, basically have a go at her. They kept her... Pretty much as a sex slave. Like, that's what their intention to keep her for was. am um, so along with those four repeatedly abusing her, they often invited over just random different men. Like, it was other, like, Yakuza members. It was, like, classmates of theirs. Fucking men. They just met on the street. Like, yo, we got this girl up in my room. Like, you should come over. Ew. Um, it was estimated that she was raped more than 500 times. <sighs> Um, By over 100 men in teenage boys. Oh, my God. And on one occasion, she was raped by 12 different men in one day. So that's 500 times over 44 days. What's the math on that? What's what's 500 divided by 44? I have a calculator. So divided by... At least 10. Maybe 12. Yeah, 11.36. So that was, on average, she was raped... 12 times a day by possibly 12 different, like all different men. Um, Mm -mm. so there was an instance in December where Junko had actually managed to escape from Minato's room when all the boys were, they were like downstairs taking a nap or like a couple of them were in the room taking a nap. So she was able to get out of his room and make her way downstairs to where the landline was. Um, she got far enough to like dial the police and have them answer, but the second they answered the phone, Miano like came around the corner, basically like smacked the phone out of her hand, hangs it up. Um, the police did call back, and he answered the phone. He was like, whoopsies, it was a missed dial. And instead of investigating anything, the police were like, okay, missed dial. Like, they didn't even send somebody over to this house to investigate Ugh. what happened. Ugh. So that's just another example of the opportunity to rescue this poor fucking girl and nothing coming of it. Great. Yeah. So, um, this infuriated them that she tried to escape, which, you know, in their logic, it's understandable. Like she was supposed to stay and just be their, their slave. How dare she try to escape from us? Mm. So the abuse was already bad, but after this, like bad, yeah, bad is a fucking understatement. Um but from this day, like it in, it increased tenfold. Mm-mm. Um so again, when they get arrested and they're questioned about what they did to her, like they're very open and blatant about admitting the things that they did. Um some of the things they admitted to was that they um would like they shaved her pubic hair, but they also um before they shaved it, they lit it on fire. <gasps> um they often would force her to, like, strip naked and do, like, strip teases for them. They would force her to masturbate in front of them. Ooh. They would oftentimes, like, strip her completely naked or almost naked. And they would force her to sleep on the balcony at night in, like, near freezing temperatures. Because, remember, she's abducted in November. Yeah. And we're going into December at this point. This is Japan, so it gets fucking cold. Yeah. So they force her to sleep outside. Um, they would not only like, assault her themselves, they would often assault her and sodomize her with, like, random objects. Um, These included iron bars, uh, scissors, skewers, fireworks, and one time even, like, a lit up, like, light bulb.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Um, So the repeated rapes and the assaults with these objects, like, understandably, they just, like, destroyed Her internal anatomy, it got to Mm. the point where she became incontinent. So she just, like, could not properly use the bathroom because they had brutalized her Mm -hmm. so much. Um, Because she could not use the bathroom properly, they would usually force her to, like, go pee in a cup. And then they would then force her to drink her own urine. The fuck is wrong with them? I know. Like, this stuff is so sadistic to the point where... I just can't comprehend how somebody as a human being can think or have the desire to do this to somebody else. Like this goes beyond the point of just like having a, a compulsion to like murder someone mm-hmm. like this. Like you is are so torturing beyond. her. Yes. That's exactly what it was. It was repeated, brutal, horrific torture Ugh. on this poor. And these are like, they're her age. Yeah. They're, like, 18, 17, her 16 classmates. years old, literally, they know her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's one thing to do it to a stranger off the street, but it's another thing to do it to somebody, you know. And it all comes comes down to her having the audacity that one time to reject Miano when he asked her on a date. Like, that's why he pinpointed her. When they saw her riding her bike, he's like, "That's Junko. I'm pissed. she rejected me. We're gonna fuck." With like, her. how
1: fucking hurt, but her is your fucking ego that you got rejected one time, so now you have to torture this poor literally.
0: Girl. You're fucking crazy. So, let me should chop
1: <laughs> off their nuts.
0: I know, like this list. Like, I'm like, oh god, where are we? Um. So, in addition to the gang rapes she was subjected to. She was also often like hung from the ceiling by her wrists, and they used her basically as like a punching bag. They would beat her physically with their fists, but they would also often beat her with golf clubs. They would beat her with sticks of bamboo. But also,
1: like, how hard are you really if you're doing this to a poor, defenseless girl? Literally, three other guys.
0: Exactly. Like she has no chance to fight back.
1: So, really, like, how hard are you? Not Try at all. Try doing that to somebody They're that can fight cowards. back. They're fucking cowards.
0: Right, like, fucking cowards. Ugh. Like, you think you're big and bad because you and your fucking four shithead buddies kidnapped a poor innocent girl off the street. And she was small, too. Like, mm. she was very petite, so. Somebody that one of you could overpower? Yeah, and you have to have four. And you can't, like, you gotta threaten her that you're gonna kill her fucking family just to get, like, you ain't shit, dude. Mm. Like, get fucked. In, mm. in every essence of the word get fucked literally um so yeah they would beat her with golf clubs they would whip her with bamboo sticks they would also beat her with iron rods um they would take cigarettes and they would like put them out on her eyelids and they would also do the same like with her genital Mm -hmm. region um they would burn her with just lighters like they would just hold a lighter and burn her with it Mm-mm. and they also would like drip hot wax like oh. onto her face and onto her eyes um they starved her It's just another thing to add on to everything that they're doing shocker um they would force feed her large amounts of alcohol um and it got to a point where the only thing that she was being given for sustenance was milk it's the only thing they gave her Ooh um they would also sometimes force her to like inhale paint thinner and to they do would, high? something like that yeah or just a, another way to fuck with her mm. um and she didn't smoke she didn't drink she didn't do any of that so they're basically like, oh you don't drink you don't smoke like haha now you're going to uh-huh. so along with like the alcohol and having her inhale paint thinner they would also make her smoke like multiple cigarettes like basically force her to chain smoke them um also, a lot of the men who would just be invited over to the home to rape Junko afterwards would urinate on her. Is just another way to... That's disgusting. ...disrespect her further than they already... And, like, these four fuckhead boys would, like, encourage it. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, and they would do it, too, unsurprisingly. Another fucking thing to add to, to the laundry her. list of the shit that they did this poor girl. Um, understandably so, she became... So incredibly malnourished that she she just could not get up anymore. And she, for the rest of her life, basically, just was confined to laying on the floor of Minato's bedroom because she was just too weak to move or to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So her appearance obviously drastically changes over the course of this abuse. Like, she... She loses so much weight. She's like rail thin. Her face is purple and bruised and swollen. Her eyes are pretty much swollen shut because of like all the beatings. They're burning her. They're dripping hot wax on her. Like her face was so swollen to the point where like her features could barely even be made out anymore. Mm-mm. Which is like so sad to think too. It was like one of the things that all of her classmates talked about was how pretty she was. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why they did it. Like, exactly. yeah, it definitely is. It comes down again to Miano having been rejected by a pretty girl that he thought he had basically a had a chance with. And had the right to do whatever the fuck he wanted with. Who's like, oh, like, you think you can reject me? Like, I'm gonna show you that you have no fucking choice. Mm-hmm. Um. So... She, her body was, like, so severely crippled that, like, she couldn't bathe, she couldn't use the bathroom properly, and they said that she started giving off, like, a rotting smell, um, and this caused the four of them to just eventually lose all sexual interest in her. Um, because of this, they went out and they found another woman to um, basically kidnap and gang rape. The only thing, she was um, 19 years old and she was also like Junko had been, she was just on her way home from work where they kidnapped her, gang raped her. The only difference between Junko and this girl was that they let her go after it. So they literally just did this to her because like, oh, like we're not interested in Junko anymore because we beat her to the point where she can't move, she can't bathe, she can't use the bathroom correctly. So, oh, she's, she smells So we need to go gang-rape another woman to go get out our sexual urges. Mm. Um, So now we're going to go to the night of January 4th, 1989. This is our penultimate night, basically. (laughs) The last night that Junko would be alive. Great. So uh, what happened prior to this is that Miano had been playing a game of Mahjong and he'd been basically gambling by playing Mahjong. And he had lost to his opponent, he had lost a significant amount of money. So he comes back to Minato's house at this. He's pissed. And who does he decide to take his anger out on? Junko, of course, because mm-hmm. she is the easy target. Mm-hmm. Um so what he does is he takes lighter fluid, he pours it all over her, and he lights the shit on fire. Um she did Try to put herself out. But again, she's so weak and malnourished at this point that she can barely move. Yeah. So she tries valiantly to get the flames off her. And she just becomes, like, unresponsive. And thankfully, at a certain point, the lighter fluid is going to burn out. And it's going to stop burning. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. But at this point, like, she clearly probably passes out just from the sheer pain of mm-hmm. literally being lit on fire. Um. But this, like, this didn't stop them. They continued to just like punch her they lit a candle and they like dripped the hot wax on her face um they again forced her to urinate in a cup and made her drink it um and they basically like hauled her by like forced her to stand so they could beat her some more and she was so weak that she collapsed and she like fell into a stereo that was in the room and then she just like Went into a fit of convulsion. She had a seizure, basically, just mm-hmm. from all the trauma. Um, at this point, because of this beating and just prior wounds, like, she is, she's bleeding profusely. Mm-hmm. And she, like, this is not the first time either that Miano had covered her in lighter fluid and lit her on fire. That was a thing he did often. Oh. So she is, like, covered in blood. She's also covered in Pus because her burns are infected. Mm-hmm. They're literally leaking pus, mm-hmm. and because of this, um, the four boys are like, ooh, like she's gross. We don't want to like physically touch her. So instead of just maybe not fucking beating her, they put uh, plastic bags over their hands so they could continue to beat her without getting her blood and her pus on them. That's disgusting. Um, at a certain point, they took an iron exercise ball, like one of those big, hefty, probably like a kettlebell or something mm-hmm. of, of the same same nature, and they just repeatedly drop it onto her stomach, like over and over again. Oh, my God. Uh, this beating that they subjected her to, it lasted two hours. Oh,
1: my God. Just
0: repeatedly beating, torturing her for a two-hour span of time. Um, I hope they got fucking tortured. So... After this beating, this was the last that her body could take. And well, understandably, it's like already weakened, she's malnourished. She's been beaten. She's been raped. She's been tortured. Now, at the point for forty-four days, she just her body can't take it anymore, and she she succumbs to her injuries on the night of January fourth, nineteen eighty-nine. She mm-hmm. passes away. So now we're going to get into what I think is the most infuriating part of this case we're going to talk about the investigation the arrest and the sentencing of these four boys who did this to her what
1: they do with her body
0: i'll tell you um so less than 24 hours after that final beating um minato's younger brother had actually gone to the house because they're out of the house they just like they would leave her upstairs and they would go do whatever the fuck it was that they do so they get a call from minato's brother and he's like um i think she's dead so, they rush back to the house, and they're like, oh, shit. So, now they're... They killed her, and they're afraid of the consequences. So, they what they think ended up... maybe a, she
1: could die from all of this?
0: Right. Like, did you ever fucking think while you were doing this to her that she was gonna live through it? No. So, what they end up doing is they wrapped her body in blankets, and they basically like shoved her into a duffel bag, pretty much. Because, mm, again, she's very, she's very petite, so... Yeah. They were able to get her inside just like a big regular travel duffel bag. Mm -hmm. Um, They then took her body and they put it into like one of those big like 55-gallon drums. Mm -hmm. And then they filled the drum with concrete. Oh. Um, And one of like a thing that was noted about this, like um, she was really into this like anime series called Tanbo. Mm -hmm. And the night she was abducted was going to be like the night of, like, the finale episode of Mm Tanbo. So one of the things that she had, like, talked about when she was held captive was, like, how she regretted that she hadn't been able to watch the last episode of Mm Tanbo. So Miano had actually found a videotape that had the finale episode on it, and he put that in the barrel with her. Oh, how fucking nice of you! Um, don't think though he how didn't fucking, do it because he felt remorseful. How fucking nice! He put the videotape in it because he didn't want Junko to return as a ghost and haunt him. So he put the he put the tape in there. as like a little a token, so she would have no unfinished business. I
1: hope this guy really is haunted by her.
0: Forever. I fucking hope so. I hope he has not a single goddamn moment of peace in his life. I hope she fucks him up every single day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, basically what they do is they take the cement drum and they, like, roll, like, end up taking it to, a, like, a cement truck. And they, like, some, like, they load it onto the cement truck and they're like, alright, we're leaving it. Because they know that what the truck does is it takes it to basically, like, um, I think, like, just the dumping area and they just dump the barrels. Mm. So, that's how they disposed of her body. They put her in the barrel and they covered her with cement and then disposed of the barrel. Great. So... January 29th, 1989, Miano and Ogura, they end up getting arrested for the gang rape of that 19-year-old girl that they Mm -hmm. had gang raped, Mm -hmm. you know, a few weeks prior. So that had been in December, so they're arrested again on the 23rd of January for this. Um, On March 29th, they were being still, like, interrogated because um, the police had searched their home and they had found, like, a whole bunch of just, like, random women's underwear. Because what they would do is they would gang rape women and they and would take it. their underwear as fucking trophies. That's disgusting. So, during the interrogation, based off like the line of questioning that the police were giving him, Miano thought that the officers were questioning him about Jungo. Oh. They thought that he thought that they knew. He thought that basically that Joe Ogura so had He read it himself out. He sure did because he thought that Ogura had confessed to the crime, so he was like, "Shit, you got me."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so he spills everything and he tells the police where they can find her body and the police are like initially like puzzled like what the fuck they had no idea about Mm -hmm. this they had actually been questioning him about the murder of like a different woman and her seven-year-old son that had occurred nine days prior to like Junko's abduction Um, that case was never solved, but that's what they were actually questioning them about, not Junko. But because of how close in date they were, Mm -hmm. Miana was like, ah, fuck, they know. And he Mm -hmm. was like, yup, I did it. Here's what we did. Here's where you can find her body. So, um, they go out the following day, they find the barrel, and they find Junko's body. She had to be identified via her fingerprints. Um... April 1st, 1989 is when Joe Ogura is arrested for a separate sexual assault. And then he subsequently gets rearrested for Junko's murder as they start to collect testimonies from like Miyano and the other boys who are subsequently getting arrested all mm-hmm. around the same time. So, yeah, shortly after Ogura is arrested, they arrest Watanabe, they arrest Minato and they arrest Minato's brother. Um, several other accomplices who participated in Junko's abuse, they were identified, like Tetsuo Nakumara, who had been one of the ones who participated in like that rape that occurred on the 28th, a few days after she was abducted. Mm-hmm. They also arrested Koichi Ihara, who was the one who held the pillow over her face, and they were charged with rape after their DNA was found on and inside Junko's body. Uh, so you know they had come back yep. after that first day. Yep. That was like what day three mm-hmm. that she had been there, and she was there for 44 days with over a hundred different men yeah. so if they can find her their DNA on her, you know they came back mm-hmm. more than once mm-hmm. so um an autopsy was performed on her body. Um, they found that due to just like the trauma and the malnutrition that her brain had actually shrunk. Wow. Um, And her eardrums had also been severely damaged because they had a tendency to think it was fun to stick fireworks in her ears and set the fireworks off. Um, I am her. I know. It's like to the point where I can't even fathom. Literally, like, what
1: the fuck? You know what it sounds like? Children. Yeah. It sounds like a bunch of fucking kids who decided that murder would be fine.
0: Literally. They're like, what's the next fucked up thing we can do to this person? How far can we take it? It sounds like a bunch of fucking kids, which is why you need to punish your fucking children. <laughs> you need to retroactively abort these little fucking shitheads. Oh. Yeah. So, um, the official cause of death was determined to be, basically she, she died due to traumatic shock. Her body just gave up on itself. So.
1: Shit, I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, it said, like, her body was, like, it could basically no longer maintain the proper self-regulations it needed to in order to maintain life. Mm -hmm. And that's, as a culmination of all her injuries and everything that was done to her, that's why she passed away. Her body was just, like, we can't do it anymore. We're giving up. Oh, God. And it's, like, it's, I like, this case is so sad because it's, like, she survived so much for 44 days and then her body was just like "Mm -mm." yeah and it just gave up and then literally all it would have taken was one out of these fucking hundreds of people that were in and out of this house or his fucking parents parents, to go to the police and say this is happening because clearly they can hear her getting beat yes they were well aware of all the shit that was going on in their house but they're like oh we're so afraid of our son and of the yakuza that we're not gonna say anything because we fear retaliation yet you're fine with letting all these horrific things happen to Mm -hmm. an innocent girl under your fucking roof disgusting they're just as bad as their son yeah no seriously they're just as bad as their fucking son like i don't give a shit i don't care how scared you were just as bad as your son exactly you're just as bad as him Mm -hmm. you should have It makes me so mad.
1: Like,
2: it genuinely
0: makes me so mad Mm -hmm. that they knew all this was happening and they just chose to be willfully ignorant and do nothing Mm -hmm. about it. So, uh, initially, the identities of all four of these boys, they were sealed. They were kept anonymous because at the point, they were all considered to be juveniles at the time.
2: Yeah.
0: So their identities initially were kept anonymous um but journalists from a japanese magazine they discovered the identities of all four of them and they just published them fuck yeah and they said that like these four boys did not deserve to have a single shred of anonymity just based on like the sheer brutality of what they did like if you they, can do an adult thing, guess what? I'm going to yeah, treat you like an adult. Exactly. Your face, your name, your fucking address, everything. Your family's name. We don't give a fuck who you are, If you they think are. you're an adult, I'm going to treat you like an adult. Yup. And so, yeah, they released the names. They're like, you guys do not deserve to have any sort of anonymity upheld for what you fucking do to this Mm-mm. poor girl. No, ma'am. Um, so, all four boys, they ended up pleading guilty to the charge of committing bodily injury that resulted in death rather than pleading to a murder charge. Um, so now we'll go into what the individual sentences for each of these four boys were. So Miano, our ringleader, um, in July of 1990, he was sentenced to 17 years in prison. He ended up appealing his sentence, but the Tokyo High Court, they ended up sentencing him to an additional three years on top of the 17 he already got. So I'm... Um, this 20-year sentence at the time had been, like, the second longest sentence that they're able to get, like, give in Japan that wasn't life imprisonment. Mm-hmm. And I think due to the charge that they pled to, they weren't able to get life imprisonment. Mm-hmm. So the judge did as much as they were possibly allowed to do based on the charge that they pled to. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, again, he was 18 at the time of the murder, so, um, Miyano's mother also paid, um, I think this is yen, Japanese yen, 50 million yen, which equates, like, 425,000 American dollars. She paid that to Junko's parents after she had sold their, like, the Miyano family home. So, she lost a civil suit, and so she sold her house to pay what the, what Junko's parents had won in the civil suit, which was mm. against her, like, 425,000 dollars American. Mm. Um... So, Miano did try to go up for parole in 2004. He was denied. (laughs) Good. Um, However, he was released from prison in 2009. So, um, in January of 2013, he ended up being rearrested for fraud. Great. Um, But due to insufficient evidence, he was released later that month. So, he is out. He is free. He is living his life with literally zero repercussions. Um. Minato, who, his name, um, Shinji Minato, he is now going by Nobuharu Minato, so he changed his name. <laughs> um, he originally received a four to six year sentence. What? He was resentenced to five to nine years, again, by the Tokyo Still High Court. Still not shit. Mm-hmm. He was 16 at the time of the murder. I don't care. Um, his parents and his brother were not charged for anything um Junko's parents were obviously like absolutely devastated by this fact that
2: mm-hmm.
0: a whole bunch of accomplices to their daughter's murder just received absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and they were also just like completely fucking appalled by how little time like Minato had yeah. gotten so this is why they ended up filing civil suits against like Miyano's parents and they also filed a civil suit against Minato's parents because it was their fucking house mm-hmm. where and you was committed. did nothing and they did end up winning the civil suit against the Minatos. I couldn't find how much they won off that civil suit, but you know, any fucking judge worth their worth their weight is going to award them a significant amount because, mm-hmm. like, clearly these parents knew what the fuck was happening in their house and chose yep. to do nothing about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Minato was also released from prison after he served his sentence. Um, he moved in with his mother. In 2018, he was arrested in 2018 for the attempted murder of a 32-year-old man. He had beat this man with a metal rod and slashed his throat with a knife. Thankfully, this man survived, but Minato was re-imprisoned for the attempted murder of this man in 2018. Probably will be out in a fucking year. Probably. Um, so, uh, Sushi Watanabe, he was originally sentenced to three to four years in prison um, he was also resentenced to five to seven years upon appeal. He was 17 at the time of the murder. He again served his sentence and he is out of prison. Um, Joe Ogura, he served eight years in a juvenile prison before he was released in August of 1999. After his release, he changed his name to Kamisaku and he was um, he was one of like the most vocal about what they had done Did you go in the most clearly, like, non-remorseful. He, like, was said to pretty much have, like, boasted and bragged about what they did to Juko. Like, he was fucking proud of it. He thought it was going to give him, like, street cred.
1: Ugh.
0: um, So he stayed a fucking shithead. Um, in right. July of 2004, he was arrested for assaulting on a man named Takatoshi Isono, who was an acquaintance that he thought his girlfriend might have been having an affair with um he basically like tracked this man down like beat him and then shoved him into like the trunk of his car
2: mm-hmm.
0: he then drove him from the house in adachi tokyo to his mother's bar that she owned in misato and he just like beat him for like four hours with like metal rods and shit shocker
1: um, that all of these people were re i know
0: right Um, During the beating, he was repeatedly threatening to kill this man, and he was telling him, like, I've killed before. I know how to get away with it. (laughs) Much needed. Happy sidebar with Carter just jumping on your lap. It took him oh, a little bit. He hesitated. He was he's he's like, a, he's I don't a know. big boy. It's a big it's a big jump for him. Oh, he really no. needs to prepare to get that big old body up there with those tiny little legs. Oh no. He's got a lot of weight to move. <laughs> oh no. Carter. Not too much weight. I know, he's big boy. Not too he's, much. He's very big boy. So yeah, it's literally no surprise that all these people got out of prison no, and literally. they stay shitheads. Uh um, no thank you <laughs> he's turning it <to> <laughs> on the table but um so yeah um for this beating of this man Joe Ogura he was sentenced to another seven years in prison he served as seven years and was since released
1: great
0: um and he's not just a piece of shit but his mother is also a piece of shit <coughs> shocker because she allegedly vandalized Juko's grave what and when questioned about why she did it she said it was because Juko had ruined her son's life
1: are you fucking yeah, kidding right? me right
0: like she ruined her son's life
1: Are you fucking kidding me? You fucking bitch. Somebody needs to go punch that whole family.
0: Yeah, literally. And, like, also on Ogura had basically, like, his father had a pretty, like, large amount of savings that he probably intended to be, like, an inheritance or something for Mm. the rest of his family when he passed away. Mm. Um, And Joe Ogura basically just fucking blew through this shit. Of course. And there was also a portion of it that was meant to be restitution to Junko's family that he ended up just fucking spending. So... Of course. A piece of shit through, through, and through. But, like, we been new. You're not a, you have no shred of decency in your body if you can do something like that to <laughs> another human being. You get a fur hat. I know. It's, it's, people are listening to this, like, why the fuck are you laughing when you're talking about this stuff? Because, again, I wish that anybody listening to this, we had a camera so you could know. see what's going on. But basically, Autumn just uh, pulled a whole bunch of hair off Carter and plopped it right on his little noggin. Another fur hat. Not their, here, here's a little bald-up fur hat. <laughs> He's so confused. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> You're making his singular brain cell work overtime right now. I needed a good little we little need a Carter palette cleanser. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I don't want to get too off base because okay. this is already gonna be really long and I'm almost done. Okay. Um so after um her body was discovered, Juco's funeral was held on April 2nd, 1989. In like, hundreds of people attended her funeral. Mm And her classmates were there. People who didn't even know her but just heard of the story, like, attended just to pay their respects to her. Mm -hmm. And tons of her classmates, tons of the people she had been good friends with, like, they all spoke at her funeral. And they just spoke about, like, what a wonderful person she was. And, like, how absolutely horrified and just sad they were that this had happened to her. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them, like, wished that... You know, they were just glad that her suffering was over and that she could, like, rest in peace, basically, now. Um, So, clearly, she was extremely well-loved by everybody who knew her and even now loved by people who didn't even know her at all. -hmm. Um, At her funeral, her intended future employer, that, like, electronic shop she was going to work at, um... They presented her parents with, like, the uniform that she would have worn while she was working there. Mm -hmm. Um, She was actually buried with that. It was placed in her casket with her. Mm -hmm. Um, At her high school graduation, the principal of the school presented her parents with Junko's high school diploma. um, So she was able to, you know, in memory, still graduate with Mm -hmm. her class. Mm -hmm. Um, And to this day... Many people in Japan feel like the sentences that those four boys got just were absolutely not, like nothing. It was literally a slap on the wrist.
1: Literally. And they all got out and all got rearrested. So what does that tell you?
0: I think the only one who didn't get rearrested was uh, Watanabe, but the other ones all got rearrested. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, also, the location where Junko's body was discovered—it is now a park called Wakasu Park, and there is a memorial there, For memorializing place where her her body was found and like memorializing her. Mm-hmm. And it's I like so saw pictures. A beautiful park. Like they mm-hmm. did. Like it's very very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like. I don't, <laughs> I don't That's even wild. know if like, it, like, it's mind-blowing.
2: Man, The that. fact
0: that, like, they could do fuck something that. like that and get a little slap on the wrist. Like, you tortured this girl for 44 days. So you're telling me I could go torture somebody for... Apparently, if you're a juvenile, because you get off with a fucking slap on the wrist. Even Miana who was 18 at the time, he got, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. Didn't, I don't even think he served all of it, because he got out... Well, he was sentenced in on. Um, he was sentenced in nineteen ninety. And got out and in two thousand nine. So
1: that's nineteen
0: years. And so okay, he almost served the entire mm-hmm. thing, but still, like that's fucking ridiculous. And like they were so young that, like he gets out of prison. He's what like thirty thirty eight. Mm-hmm. So he still has his whole fucking life in front yep. of him. Yep. And he clearly was still a fucking shithead because he's off committing fraud and probably still part of the yakuza. Probably.
1: He's probably still yeah, fucking like
0: at Japan in the 80s. Y'all need to get your fucking shit together. No, literally. Like that's ridiculous. Like what the fuck? I know this poor girl. Like I can't even fathom some of the things that they did. They did to her. Mm-hmm. Like not just the fact that they thought to do those things but the fact that she had to go through that for 44 fucking days and that she
1: didn't die from her injury she died because her body was like I can't take this literally her
0: body just shut down and was like we can't do this anymore like we need to protect ourselves and the only way we can protect ourselves at this point is dying (sighs) yeah I know the long suffering sigh of just like what the fuck it miss literally what the fuck yeah dude like now I'm sure you can understand why I had to take a breather researching this no literally dude it was rough like like i said i felt like i had to keep one upping myself i'm like what can be worse than being um raped almost decapitated and partially disemboweled this one (laughs) this This is worse this one but now shit what am i gonna do next week (laughs)
1: We might have to uh, do another survival story, I mean, all
0: right? Be like, um, yeah. Let me tell you like a story of somebody who survived. <laughs> I'm really sad about this one. Mm-hmm. No, dude, I literally like don't even know. I'm like, yeah, fuck. I gotta keep one upping myself, but sooner or later, I'm gonna just have to go back mm-hmm. down. Like, I'm at a certain point where I just can't find one that's worse than this one. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, if you were to ask me, like, I think this case is like top three, if not the top, like worst case that i know and that i've ever like researched heard about read about like you're stabbing me point blank period yeah carter needs his nails clipped. he's pokey
1: and not only are you stabbing me you're stabbing me in my stretch marks <laughs> so it hurts even worse he doesn't know he's just a guy that's why i keep doing this
0: i literally just clipped his nails like a week ago
1: i know i was here
0: oh yeah you were here but he is just a pokey guy. He Aww. shows his love by stabbing you with his fingernails. He doesn't know any better. He just gives love. I know. He big lovey guy. But it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll end on the note of Carter and his just-a-guy-ness. Oh, you're half a brain cell. Half a brain cell. <laughs> well, if anybody is still listening at this point, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I hope you guys come back for the next one. Aren't too yeah, traumatized? Right? I'm like, oh fuck, she's like, she's gonna keep one upping herself. Like, what the fuck are we aren't gonna too get next? Traumatized? Week? I know. Yeah, I hope you guys aren't too traumatized. Um, I think anybody though who would have listened to this episode probably is familiar with the case. Um, If you weren't familiar with the case and you went in blind, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Look, I'm really sorry. Sorry. This is not the case to go into. I'm sorry. (laughs) I need to apologize to you because you went in totally blind. (laughs) You were
1: like, "Mm, no warning for this one. I know. Shit. Well, I'm going to almost tell you all of the other ones but this one.
0: I'm trying not to do that anymore. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I mean, I feel like it was enough for me to tell you at the beginning that I had to take a break while researching this one, because usually mm-hmm. I'm just like, let's fucking go! Let's do this! I know, right? Chicago Ripper Crew, titties getting cut off, no problem. Titty soup. Titty soup! <laughs> <laughs> Can we make merch? of soup. Titty, titty soup. soup. <laughs> yo let me know if y'all would buy a titty soup shirt anyways Um, it won't be murdery it'll just say it'll just say titty soup (laughs) (laughs) and uh, oh my god people are like what the fuck and then you could plug the podcast Mm -hmm. speaking of plugging the podcast if you want to follow us on instagram we are on instagram at tsrh podcast um if you would like you can probably hear lucas can you stop washing the dishes for a second Thank you. I'll say that again. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it is at TSRHpodcast. If you would like to send us an email, case request, or just want to shoot the shit, tell us how great we are, tell us how much you hate us, you can email us at TSRHpodcast (laughs) at gmail.com. If you like this episode, if you like this podcast, you'd also do us a solid by rating us five stars on Spotify. Hit that five stars. Hit that five star, please. And like, you know, like leave a review if you're feeling it. Let us know, you know, if you like us, if you hate us, whatever, it's fine. We can do, do you criticism. have any
1: reviews on there yet? No. That's fucking rude.
0: I know, right? Give me a review. I know there's a couple hundred of y'all here. I'll be looking at the stats. <laughs> In multiple different countries. <laughs> In multiple different countries. I see y'all. All um, but, yeah, that was the um, very sad, very horrific case of Junko Furuta. We'll be back next week with some other fuck shit that I gotta decide what we're doing. Right. Um, but if you made it to this point, thank you for listening. We hope to see you on the next one. I wish we could get Carter to squeak into the microphone because it would be a really great way to end this. Do but it. he is very selective with his squeaks, so I don't think we're gonna get
2: one out of him. No. Well,
0: anyways, that was that. You got anything to say to the people? Mm, thanks for coming to the party. Thanks for coming to the party. <laughs>
2: okay. And we will
0: see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>